On Thursday night, I attended uh, the New London Shul, North London Shul, uh, with Mazorti Jews from across the capital and many others tuning in through technology from around the world. It was for a service of solidarity following the massacres of Israelis the Saturday before by Hamas. And we were there to listen, to reflect, to pray for peace in Israel and in Palestine, Gaza. In the midst of so much trauma and, of course, some anger, there was and is nevertheless a sense of thankfulness that God is constant in his promises to his children. That sense of thankfulness was woven, was evidence, was palpable in all that was said, sung, and thought in silence. At the end of the service, as a visitor, I was thanked for being there, yes, from the front, of course, but also by many members of the congregants who had come. They thanked myself and our area dean with whom I was with for simply being there. And these conversations that took place over many minutes after the end of the service, often with my hand being held tightly, were not the sorts of conversations that are easy to listen to. These were not polite or simply well-behaved members of the community, because in their eyes, I could sense that there was a gratitude that went beyond words. It was humbling, and in that very English of ways, very embarrassing. It was, for me, misplaced. I had done and said nothing, but I was being thanked. It was not sought for, and it was hard to know how to respond to this profound sense of thanksgiving thankfulness, this gratitude in the midst of so much horror that has touched every single one of the hundred or more gathered and so many more beyond. And just in conversation this morning, recognising here in the parish our Jewish neighbours, each one will be touched as so many of us, as their neighbours, have been touched and continue to wrestle with the events that unfolded from the unleashing of that act of terror on a Shabbat two weeks ago. And I feel a bit like the psalmist, 137. They that carried us away captivity, we are all now captive to violence. Violence holds us, destroys us, denies us that which we want in our lives, peace and life itself. They that carried us away captive require now of us a song. How do we sing in this strange world? Well, today we are singing for this is our harvest festival. And I'm reminded of the words of a theologian, Paul Tillich, writing in our times about this sense of thanks and thanksgiving. And he writes these words, the reason Most of us do not respond to thank you or do not know how even to say thank you. It's because 
we instinctively realize that it makes us somehow dependent upon that person. If I thank you, I'm saying that I am dependent on you. I am publicly affirming this before God and people. Gratitude is an action that has its roots in grace, the free, undeserved love action of God. So when we are truly grateful and thankful, we become starkly aware that we are wholly dependent for everything upon God and upon our fellow human beings who are made in his image. When we are truly grateful, we recognize God has favored us, whether we deserve that favoring or not. And so in the simple act, in a harvest of bringing food, it is a moment to acknowledge that what we have, however much or little, is a gift for which we do not deserve, but are dependent upon the giver, who is God. Thanksgiving is our acknowledgement that we are dependent upon God for all his acts of deliverance and for the blessings that God showers upon us in our lives. And when we give thanks as a community, as a family, we are reminded of all the good things and all the good people that we have been given. We remember that we have been blessed. We remember that there is a greater good than ourselves, just as we do when we confess and hear the words of absolution every time we gather as Christians at the Eucharist. But the temptation, of course, is once we leave these hallowed and sacred walls, this beautiful space, the tendency is we return to our self-sufficiency. We forget God and others around us and say, it is by my strength, my ability, it is my energy that has taken me thus far in life. And then to yearn for more and to expect it as if it is our right and our privilege. Harvest, therefore, is about acknowledging that every gift, every talent comes from God and therefore all that I have is a gift rather than a right or something I have earned. And so we turn to the gospel chosen this morning from the pen of St. Luke, the example of the healing of ten lepers. How does this give us an insight into our celebration this morning? Well, I'm particularly struck by that one sentence. Go, show yourselves to the priest. The words of Jesus to ten, I guess they're men, because we're told they're men, who suffer from leprosy. If we, for a moment, place ourselves in the broken bodies of those who suffer, those ten lepers, it might seem at first reading that there is something perverse or even unfair in suggesting that they now must go in that brokenness, in that state of leprosy, and show themselves to the very ones who have pronounced that they have no place within the community. They are to be excluded because of their skin condition. To present themselves to the very people who ju whose judgments have left those ten lepers with a reality, a future of exclusion, of isolation, of hiddenness, out of sight, out of mind, left to rot in a slow and agonizing death in the caves and hiding places of the Galilean landscape. 
go show yourselves to the priests, says Jesus. And in so doing, he reminds each one of us that our lives of faith are not a walk in the path. These ten lepers demonstrate something profound about faith. Faith demonstrated by these ten lepers is once again a reminder that it is often from the most unexpected, the least likely or even liked people who demonstrate for us the need for our lives to be lived by faith. This group of lepers were prepared to take the risk in order to seek the transformation in their lives that they must have at some level had a hope an expectation, a desire, a longing for, for when they sought out this Jesus, they were breaking the rules and conventions of their day. The lepers display a faith in what is not yet to be. For Jesus does not heal them there and then, as in many of the other healing stories of our Gospels. There is no dramatic word or symbolic action, but rather what might be even construed as a test. There is no, there is only one instruction, an order. He tells them, go, show yourselves to the priest as is required by the law. They had to leave Jesus, not cured, still carrying the dreaded disease and show themselves to the priest, possibly hoping that by the time they arrived, all would be well. So all of the lepers show great faith, but one is commended above the others because he turned back and was thankful. We learn from this one leper, not just that he was an outsider, an outcast due to his skin condition, but was also racialized as other, as an outcast, a Samaritan, a foreigner, despised by the Jews who returned from their Babylonian exile 500 years before this Samaritan was born. They returned filled with a conviction, those Jews who had been carried away into captivity and returned, filled with a conviction that they alone were the one true people of God, chosen and blessed. So even with his skin condition healed, this Samaritan will remain an outsider in the eyes of the priests to whom Jesus sends him. But by returning and giving thanks to Jesus, this Samaritan is granted something more than just physical healing. His faith now makes him part of a new community that is gathering around Jesus, just as surely as you and I are being recreated as we gather week by week. And it's so good to see so many of you gathered here this morning and hearing the tales of the last few months of more and more joining your number. As we gather with Jesus in our midst, at the altar, his bread, his, his body, his blood, our bread and wine, food for our journey. And so this morning, in the midst of all that we give thanks for, knowing that the world out there is a strange place, we give thanks for the example of the Samaritan, the foreigner, the outsider, who for a moment holds the attention of God revealed in this one Jesus, we see the importance of giving thanks. 
So my friends, let us, in the week ahead, try and respond to God who calls us through his Son, Jesus Christ, not just to give thanks for all that we have received, but maybe to live our lives as thanks-living. As a people who live thanks-living, we acknowledge that we are called to be hopeful always, to pray continually, to give thanks for all circumstances is what God wants of you and of me. In it, you will find the fullness of God, his store for you, and the wonderful path that you have set out on with God as your companion and your defender, your strength and your inspiration in these months ahead. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.